0: Which players should you be watching out for on the Ontario rain and which guys might be reaching the end of their time in a Kings and or rain uniform. We're going to look at all of that today on locked on Los Angeles Kings.
1: You are locked on Kings your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everyone, my name is Sarah Appampato, host of this show, Locked On Los Angeles Kings, talking about your favorite hockey team and mine, the Ontario Reign, also the Los Angeles Kings. Thank you for listening to today's show and making this show your first listen of the day. Every day we are, of course, free and available on all platforms podcast platforms you can also find the show and stream it and listen to it on youtube uh and i don't know like satellite brainwave party time i don't know you can find us wherever you get your podcasts on today's show uh it's a little bit of continuation of a conversation i had started last week with jay foster of locked on blue jackets uh, also of field pass hockey covering the ontario rain Uh, He and I sat down last week to talk about the rain's hot start to the season, the uh, incredibly exciting power play, uh, and also the very exciting Jordan Spence. If you missed that show, you can go check it out from last week. Uh, Yesterday, you also heard from Jay as we looked at the Kings weekend activities uh, and their big wins, but I wanted to have him back on to look at the rain uh, because... As we've already discussed on this show, the rain are fun and good and one of the best teams in the AHL this season, and we're excited to see where they can take things this year in the league. So on today's show, we're looking at some players who we love, but maybe the Kings don't love quite so much anymore. We're going to look at some players who probably should be on the Kings, but they're not. And what does that mean for them? And how much longer do they have before Rob Blake and company uh, ship them out because they're not part of the Kings plans anymore? Uh, We're also going to look a little bit at uh, who should be getting called up, what we have to look forward to, uh, and all sorts of other cool stuff. So without further ado, let's throw it back on over to Jay as we talk all about the rain. I know one of the players that, you know, Kings fans, well, really there's, there's a couple of them now who Kings fans are just sort of like what are we doing with these guys and that is alex Tracott and gabe velarde who i feel like are both kind of you know similar paths different points in their careers but you know velarde kind of struggled in the a- in the nhl uh, it feels like todd mcclellan didn't really quite know what to do with him uh so they sort of it seemed like they rushed not rushed him maybe but he could have used maybe a little more time in the ahl before they brought him up and then now you know here we are he's back Um, And then Turcotte has just had such a weird, weird start to his professional career, signed a contract thinking he was gonna play the end of the season in the AHL and then COVID happened and canceled it. Uh, So he'd left college, so he couldn't go back to college, but he had no professional team to play in. Uh, And then last year, he spent a lot of time being injured. This year, he's had some injuries. He finally got to make his NHL debut, but I think they're both players who you know, we're looking at who's on the roster now who's going to be fighting for spots and trying to figure out like where they fit in. Um, what, what are they doing to like distinguish themselves in the in the AHL? do you think that this the, there is a place for them in the kings or is this kind of a like we should start looking at what we could maybe get for them or like not be too sad if they get traded or something.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a tough one, especially with Turcotte, because I was always really high on Mm -hmm. um, Alex Turcotte. Obviously, he had a really good uh, World Juniors uh, a couple of seasons ago, um, you know, and he was a player that I was super excited to kind of look at in more detail this season. And he hasn't really ever been able to kind of get it going. He's only got 18 points uh, so far this season. He's only played 26 games due to, you know, injury. Um, and it is a shame because I do think he is a good player, but unfortunately, he has kind of been leapfrogged a little bit um, as a potential player. And he's a player that I think you want to be playing in the top six. You know, he's he's kind of wasted in the bottom six of the of the Kings organization. I think so. He's a, he's a player that I would not be surprised uh, to see him in a different jersey next season. Uh, Gabe Vlade is a much more interesting option to me he again is a guy that's kind of been pushed down the lineup a little bit especially you know with print byfield making his nhl debut and looking pretty pretty at home up there um and then you know the jared anderson dolan has been just phenomenal this season for the ahl mm-hmm. i really really want to see um anderson dolan make the nhl and stick it out because i do think he can be a really really good uh middle six guy for them. Uh Gabe Vallardi, again, it's it's so he's such a strange player. Because he he is he is good. He's a very good player, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a, like you say, I don't know if Tom McClellan didn't know what to do with him, whether he didn't quite fit into the King's system. Uh he started the season with the Kings, I believe, and then got sent down. Um and yeah, like it just it it seems to be clicking for him in the AHL, but for whatever reason. Maybe Todd McClellan just doesn't like him or I, I'm not sure what's going on, but I mean, he, he had two goals uh, in Saturday's game, both of them on the power place. He was clearly a very capable, very capable player, um, a, a very good goal scorer. Uh, you know, he's, I think, fourth on the team in goals right now, uh, but I don't know that there's room for him on the Kings roster as it stands. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens around about the trade deadline or the end of the season when you know there is some roster shake up and maybe some older contracts come off the books or you know older guys retire someone leaves who knows what's going to happen and maybe that will be kind of his chance to take another take another stab at it but right now i mean he's maybe 5th or 6th on the team in terms of who I would call up, mm-hmm. personally. So, which is which is a shame, because I do genuinely like him, I do genuinely think he's a good player, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, his development has, has stalled, or he's hit the ceiling that he's going to hit, maybe he will just be a really good AHL player, which is, you know, not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But he has not been a player that the Kings needed him to be this season, I don't think.
0: Yeah, and it is it, it is frustrating because you see those glimpses of him, you know, scored his first goal in the NHL in like historically fast fashion, uh, you see him scoring all these power play goals with the rain and like you know that there's a good player in there, it just the, the consistency was a struggle at the NHL level. Um, you know I, I think that he he isn't the fastest he isn't the best skater, but I think he's smart enough to be able to work around that and he definitely has always struck me as a guy who just. I feel like whenever we've talked about like his in like the injury problems he's had and everything. My my take on it was always like, have you ever tried to tell a 17, 18, 19 year old boy to do something because they're not going (laughs) to listen to you until they realize that you were right. And that's going to take a long time. And I feel like there's a lot of that in Gabe Velarde. Like they've sort of like reading between the lines have even kind of said like, yeah, we told him this is what he needs. He needs to do. He didn't do it. And so now everything has taken longer. And then he realized, oh, I should have been doing the thing. Um, and, and I think that, that that also is probably factoring into it of just his attitude needs to, and usually when I say a player ha- needs to have a better attitude, I mean, like, they're like, you know, they're mopey or they're not handling things professionally. I think he's handling things professionally. I think he just needs to, like, realize, like, oh, if a coach is telling you, you need to go work on faceoffs, that means you need to go work on faceoffs. You don't get to just, like, be like, ah, it's going to be fine. Um, and, I, you know, I wonder if maybe they're waiting to see more of that maturity from him in terms of being more coachable, which I just, I hate that as a phrase, but it, it is kind of true. Like, if a coach tells you, you need to go work on this thing, or here's why you're doing a thing, it, it kind of, is it is how it is. But, yeah, I think he's such a fun player, but just, I don't know how he fits in to the King system at this point. More coming up after this, but first, Bet Online is here to help you with your sports betting excitement. Football is of course over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is gonna land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And of course it isn't just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds plus much more head over to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more all about the sports trends and action Bet online. It is where the game starts. All right. Thank you, of course, for making Locked on Los Angeles Kings your first listen of the day. For your next listen, go and check out the Locked on Now podcast. You can get quick hits, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all of our local experts across the network. You've heard from basically all of them on this show talking about their teams. And now you can keep up with the latest news in the league uh, in a quick hit format from the Locked on NHL From the locked on now podcast the show is of course free and available wherever you get your podcasts including on youtube so go check it out at locked on now now let's head back to talking with jay about the rain and yeah jared anderson dolan i just like i don't know how we get him back to the nhl but he needs to be there like he's just he's just such a like i just like him i i just think he's
1: he's wasted on the rain mm -hmm. i think which feel like, which feels like a weird thing to say, because I absolutely love watching him play. I'm Mm -hmm. so lucky that I get to cover this team of this, you know, this top line of Firk and Tynan and Anderson Dolan. Just it's such a such a treat. He needs to be in the NHL somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know how they make him fit onto the Kings roster, because again, he's a guy that needs to play in the top six. Maybe when Dustin Brown finally crumbles Mm -hmm. to dust, he will get an opportunity. but he if he is on the ontario Reign next season like that's right that's such a waste to me i want to see him in the nhl he does he's good enough to be in the nhl Mm -hmm. he's i don't know it's so frustrating because again love to watch him love to cover him he's better than the team that he's playing on
0: yeah and i i feel like he feels i mean any of those guys him velardi and even FERC, you know, it feels kind of like a, you know, it's like always like, oh, that that was our trade deadline acquisition of, you know, the team makes some moves, and oh, now they've got a room for someone else, and one of those guys comes up. Um, yeah, I, I, I really hope, Anderson Dolan particularly, that they find a place for him. And I know they wanted him to, you know, he was a little bit of a victim of the numbers game in that he was basically the only guy they could assign to the AHL without having to put through waivers at the beginning of the season. Uh, when they needed to get their roster down uh, but i know they wanted him to work on offense and he has certainly been providing that so i'm like all right come on he's doing it like, yeah. let's, let's get him back up
1: and like it, it obviously you know it's it's difficult because he is he does play center
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously the set the center role on the team is kind of solidified right now with kopita deno mm-hmm. uh byfield call him up play him on the wing you know, mm-hmm. why are you playing, for example, Elias Anderson, who I like a lot, mm-hmm. I don't understand how he's on the King's roster above guys like Anderson mm-hmm. Dolan, Brendan mm-hmm. Lemieux, every time he's on the ice, just <laughs> makes me want to scream. You know, even if you get past the biting thing, uh-huh. he's not good. No. His numbers are terrible. His underlying stats are terrible. The eye test is bad. Like, he was having some success for a while on the, I believe he's on a line with, um, Blake Lazar mm-hmm. and those two seem to have some some success together, but man, like when you've got guys like Firk, Tynan, yeah. Anderson, Dolan, Velarde playing the hearts out in the AHL, um, and I think that's that's another thing about Velarde is I think he's responded really well to the, mm-hmm. to being sent down, yeah. Um, because I'm sure I listened to an episode of Locked on Kings where you talked about how the important thing is how he responds to mm-hmm. being sent down, and yeah. whether you know because some guys get sent down and sulk and Mm -hmm. their production drops or you know in the case of for example this happened with the blue jackets at the start of the season we sent miko letterman a defenseman who we picked up in a trade last season he got sent down to the AHL and basically refused to report so they were like okay cool bye got rid of his contract and now he's playing in europe somewhere you know but it's it's that obviously is a big red flag in how a prospect responds glad seems to have Taken his lumps, should we say, uh, has gone down to the AHL, has clearly, you know, worked pretty hard at picking himself back up. And he seems like he is doing all of the right things uh, to be noticed. That's a really key thing in in Velarde's development. But at the same time, if I'm Gabe Velarde and I'm watching Brendan Lemieux, like, skate around on the ice like a Buick every game, like, I'm mad as hell yeah yeah i just now
0: I'm imagining like a car with like a king's helmet on it which is just a really really
1: funny <laughs> someone picture. someone used it to describe the way jack johnson skates once, and now uh, it's my favorite
0: that's it's so my good. favorite thing
1: to, is, to say
0: i love it that is so good uh are there any other players who might be kind of going under the radar for king's fans who they should be uh paying special attention to while they're watching rain games
1: uh one guy for me is uh samuel Fagama mm-hmm. who has played most of the time in ontario he's a guy that i really noticed in kings preseason. uh he has um got 15 goals so far this season which is good for third on the on the kings excuse me third on the reign and uh again just a really fun guy to watch gets a ton of uh power play time of his 15 goals four of those have been on the power play uh she likes to shoot the puck a lot, not quite as much as uh, Martin Furk, who I've just noticed has over a hundred shots so far this season. Um, <laughs> but He's a guy that, again, if if for whatever reason you don't want to call up Tynan or Furk or Anderson Dolan, uh, which like, the Kings don't, apparently, mm-hmm. he's a guy that I could see maybe getting a call if you want, you know, someone that can play on the third or fourth line. Um, because, you know, again, you don't want, anderson dolan playing on the fourth line it's right. pointless but a uh, guy like samuel fagamo i could see making uh, a decent impact and again play him instead of lemieux why not mm-hmm. he's not gonna be worse i feel like i've spent a lot of time just crapping on brenda lemieux but in my defense he deserves that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like they just need like what like Because I I know half of the reason he's on the roster is because like, oh, he's not afraid to like fight people or bite them apparently. Um, I'm like, I just need one other guy who can actually play to also decide that he can like, like anyone who who has listened to the show for any amount of time knows that I could live without hockey fighting like it's, I, I, if they got rid of it tomorrow I'd be like okay fine. But like I get it that that's still a quality that people. You know look for and the coaches look for and teammates look up to and whatever i'm like i just need like one guy to decide he's okay with being punchy but also decide he's okay with being a good hockey player like just one please
1: yes and i mean i i have complicated feelings about fighting in hockey (laughs) that i will not get into now because i feel like that's an entire other (laughs) podcast episode or three but i don't you like (laughs) I don't know, I I understand the the need for there to be someone with like that hashtag grit mm-hmm. that's willing to fight. But yeah, why can't they also be be good at hockey or just pick someone just find someone big and use them as a deterrent? <laughs> you know? Like I, I get that you're like, oh, he's willing to fight, but like if you're scary enough, right. You don't need to fight.
0: Right. I mean, Curtis McDermott wasn't a good hockey player, but he certainly fit that uh category of like he's just big and like yeah you,
1: that, that, that no one have, no was want to fight him
0: right because he's enormous and now he's enormous for the avalanche which is still really funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> noted right fourth line right wing yeah it's still
0: totally normal oh, it's so
1: good I get, I get a good chuckle every time every time i think about it yeah. but it's like just really brendan funny. lemieux is kind of it's like he wants to play that brad marchand mm-hmm. role but he doesn't have the same talent as Brad Marchand, so he's just kind of a weasel.
0: (laughs) Right, or it's like, you know, don't want to say anything nice about Tom Wilson, but like, Tom Wilson is in the same category as Marchand of like, he doesn't have to do all that garbage stuff because he's a good hockey player. He just does the garbage stuff anyway. Yeah, if you cut all that out, like, you're still a guy that like, no one is going to want to mess with because,
1: because you're like six foot four and in right. all yeah, you don't right. have to go out there and try to main people. Right. Like, you like, is out here, or... like
0: yeah.
1: all he has is biting. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not to it's not just... to like,
0: right. like
1: condone it, but like that's
0: it's kind Apparently of it. that's
1: his primary skill in this yeah. game is yeah. being a weasel and biting people. So why not I don't know, just it's so frustrating. Sit in. Make him make him sit down somewhere in the press box and play a player that can play hockey. Yeah.
0: What is your outlook or prediction for the rest of the season for the rain as they uh, ease their way on in
1: towards the playoffs? Well, the it's a it's a bit of a strange one. Because I believe only the top team in the Pacific gets a bye to the first round. Currently, they're two points out of first place. So it's between them and Stockton. And there really isn't uh, anyone to challenge that. The Stockton Heat have 58 points so far this season. The Ontario Red have 56. Third place is the Bakersfield Condors, who have 45 points. Oh, this my. Season.
0: Oh, well.
1: So there is, there is an 11-point gap between second and third place in the division. Um, mm mm-hmm. So honestly, I think it's it is perfectly reasonable that the Ontario Reign could win this division um, mm-hmm. if they can beat Stockton at any point. Yeah. Uh, I believe they're, they're two, I looked this up and f- forgot, I believe they are two, two and one against Stockton so far this season, which is not bad, um, but needs to be better if they want to uh, take that, that first round. By that being said, Ontario, the Ontario Rain is a legitimately very, very good hockey team. It reminds me a little bit of the Cleveland Monsters or they were the Lake Erie Monsters in 2015. Mm-hmm. Like that team was just unreal. And I kind of get the same vibes from the Ontario Rain. And I do, you know, at the risk of I'm just going to knock on some wood, at the risk of jinxing <laughs> myself, this is a team that could win the Calder. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see them just absolutely blow through the playoffs and the the final four for the Calder could legitimately be Ontario, Chicago, Utica and probably Stockton. I don't know how the, the seeding would work in that regard, but like that could be a, like Utica or Chicago versus Ontario could be a legitimate Calder Cup yeah. final which yeah. would be just so much fun.
0: Yeah, I uh my my dream matchup um I think I think that Chicago Ontario would be like the Western Conference final. That is actually kind of my dream matchup because then I could actually cover the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> from both sides of it. Um but yeah, I mean it is it's so fun and refreshing to see the rain as as a team who people are legitimately looking at as a, I almost said Stanley Cup, but that's the wrong one, as a a Calder Cup threat that like they're a team that you can't just, you know, roll over and it'll be interesting, you know, obviously, we don't get to see really any of the East Coast, uh, the the Eastern Division teams. So, you know, if if it does come down to, you know, the the Rainer in the final, it's going to be a team that none of us have seen before. And yeah, it's probably going to be Utica um unless something really means
1: stranger stranger things It might not be utica you know i'm still riding high on uh columbus tampa bay in 2019 gonna be riding (laughs) high on that for the rest of my life you know but yeah it'll be it'll be it'll definitely be interesting just to look at the final and be like right we have no idea yeah what to expect what this team is like Mm -hmm. because of the way the the ahl functioned i was really surprised to see them in grand rapids Mm -hmm. Last weekend, uh, I was, again, I was writing a a game recap preview or whatever. And I was like, oh, where are they playing? Where, like, what's next week look like? And I was like, they are in Michigan this weekend, (laughs) I guess.
0: Yeah, I feel like every, every so often, I feel like once a season, they'll take one trip out to the Midwest and play a central division team. I feel like usually, usually they play Texas which I they're all bad travel but they you know they've definitely played Rockford in the past they played Chicago they played Milwaukee um which is they played Iowa uh which is all great for me because I I will drive you know basically anywhere except for Manitoba or Texas I'll drive to in the central (laughs) division uh but yeah Grand Rapids I was like oh you haven't played here before okay cool well at least before in like my time of being able to drive out to Grand Rapids. But I was like, oh, OK, neat. Um, and and that kind of stuff, I think, will be fixed next season, I think, when the AHL goes to more sort of, of NHL-ish scheduling of every division is actually going to play the same amount of games, unlike the way it is now. Um, so who knows? I, I might actually get to go on more rain road trips and not just be like, oh, Grand Rapids, OK, great. <laughs>
1: just yeah one one weekend in the middle of michigan yeah not?
0: very random very random uh do you have any parting thoughts uh for kings fans uh, about the rain uh as we wrap things up today
1: um i do not think so i think i have ranted about everything that All i right. was going to rant about uh, i like it and some i wasn't expecting to so
0: <laughs> well that is what i'm here for that is what i always try to facilitate uh with guests thank you as always for jumping on the show Uh friend of the program uh for people who want to hear more from your rain coverage uh where can they read your stuff at uh or if they want to for some reason decide to check in on the blue jackets uh where can you all be found on the internet
1: uh, so you can find my rain stuff over at FPH on Twitter, or you can find all my running work at uh, fieldpasshockey.com I cannot in good conscience uh, recommend paying attention to the Blue Jackets this season, but if you want to, uh, we are uh, Locked on Blue Jackets wherever you find Locked on Kings. And we are LO underscore Blue Jackets on Twitter. And if you would like to follow my personal account, which is... Uh, mostly just yelling about how stupid this sport is but also occasionally there are dog pictures and star wars opinions uh then i am at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r
0: all right thank you for joining the show and uh, i bet that we're going to have you back on once we get to the i hate to say it out loud but playoffs i don't want to jinx it but playoffs we'll talk with you (laughs) then All right, thank you so much to Jay for hanging out with me and talking rain. Again, if you missed our conversation uh, from last week, you can go check that out, at least as we talked about the rain, the power play, and much more. Uh, Come back tomorrow, because we're gonna talk about the Arizona Coyotes again, because the Kings are facing off against the Desert Dogs on Wednesday. Uh, So we're gonna see what we've got in store for that game. So make sure you check it out. That is it for today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and uh, make sure you come back tomorrow uh, for more Kings news here on the show. You can find me on Twitter at RightSideSarah. You can find the show on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. Go give it a subscription, a follow, a whatever, so you make sure you never miss a future episode. Come back tomorrow, hear all about the Coyotes and whatever else happens in the world of the Kings here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.